Welcome back to this week's episode on the Scale of the Good podcast, where we welcome Miller of SenseMate and Polar to discuss the company's community, culture, and growth. Welcome back to the Scale the Good podcast. Uh, this week, we have Miller from SenseMate and Polar. Uh, Miller, it's great to have you on the podcast. Pleasure is mine. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> uh, if you don't mind, to start us off, um, just giving us an intro um, to yourself and to SenseMate and Polar. Sure. So, uh, so uh, me and my friends uh, started SenseMate in 2014. Uh, we are a company from Jaffna. We started uh, in straight after the graduation and uh, become entrepreneurs. And from it, it was like eight years of journey. And Polar were you all studying when you were in university? Yeah, that that is interesting because um, <laughs> my friends are born bought in uh, Jaffna, mm-hmm. Hartley College boys. So they studied their electronic engineering uh, in Moratua. I was uh, from Colombo, studied in Bamlapiti Indu, and I switched to Jaffna University for computer science. We met in a uh, competitive accelerator ground. Basically, we compete each other because university rivals. And eventually, it's become like a best match where I'm into business, these guys into tech, and we get together and found a company. So probably we are the first crowdfunded company in the country. So oh. mostly Sri Lankan diasporas we invested. We had 26 investors, but no one owned any stake. So the f- contingency was interesting. For five years, you need to run the company. Uh, within five years, you guys leaving the company and take your own path, the company owned by the f- investors. But now it's eight years, so we own the company. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. And if you can tell us a little bit about the work that you all do. Right. Um, so SenseMate, uh, it's the, it's a dedicated IoT intelligence tech company uh, based on the name you can find. Uh, we are specialized on sensors and friends. That's what SenseMate is all about. So uh, we work with thousands of different sensors. So we build the brain to communicate sensor data. So with that base of IoT, we started to working on different verticals. So first thing, agriculture. So base, uh, where are we coming from? We connect soil, plants, environment, water, fertigation, and everything into internet and do smart decisions based on that. So up to the farm first gate level, we support the entire ecosystem. From that point, the post harvest where polar comes into the play. So one of the earliest product we built in 2016, and it's one of the successful products so far for us. And um, so in this scale, where we're working with um, supply chain, mostly on perishable environment. Uh, beyond that, we have other verticals, uh, which is on FMCGs, uh, medical technologies, and all. It's all the uniqueness would be we made end-to-end IoT and AI technologies, mm-hmm. 100% is made out of Sri Lanka. Started as a two engineers team. Now we are a ninety-four engineers team. Wow, what a story! And um, if you don't mind, lots to unpack there. But maybe let's go to your employees. Yep. Um, where is your base? Where do you have kind of sure. other bases around the country? How does the whole SenseMate system work? Right. So uh, SenseMate is like uh, purely a tech team, uh, mm-hmm. nerds, but mostly <laughs> they are young. So probably myself and my friends, we are all born in 90. Uh, so we are 1990s kids. <laughs> and uh, basically we are the oldest. So average age wow. of our team is 27. So 
we are very young, uh, very uh, unorthodox and unconventional. Uncon- I mean, traditional. Uh, they they just play around. It's just like a university for them. So um, that gives more flexibility for us. So without the team and their commitment, it's not possible for a hardware company to survive for eight years and succeed and make it profit. It, it's impossible. Right. So um, so our, we have two development. Fa- base, uh, one in Colombo, mm-hmm. since for the hardware, it's easy for us to do manufacture, import things, and trail out. So that's the um, uh, basically the embedded team. It's in Bumble PTA, Colombo 4. And we have a software and cloud development team. And machine learning, it's in Jaffna, so in Stanley Road. So totally 94 engineers spread it equally. And the majority of team right now, it's on ML, uh, machine learning, because that's the scope. We mm-hmm. generate data. We have enough data for the last eight years. Now we're making business insights out of it. Um, so the culture is the important part in the right. team. That's the core. I was just going to say. Because uh, it's very hard for, for no one believe us. No investors believed in a mm. hardware company. Yep. So you build a technology which is based out of hardware and no replication. It's something like a variable cost continuously had to you. Okay. You had to manufacture, there's a cost of good. So, and maintenance and troubleshooting, expansion is hard and fading time. So, deprecation. So, the plenty of dependency on hardware business, no investors willing to invest on us. That's the main reason we go for crowdfunding initially. Mm-hmm. But the team believed on us. Uh, so, 90% of electronic engineers coming out of Sri Lankan universities end up in software industry. Sure. Electrical, electri- electronics, it doesn't matter. That's a common scenario. It, it's kind of a curse for the entire South Asia. Mm. India, the similar scenario. But fortunately, like we, that's one of the first hook where we got into the electronic engineers who came with a passion. They join us as electronic and embedded engineers. And the culture is very interesting. There is no work limit, work time, because we are a product company. Uh, 24 hours is our timeline. Anytime mm. you can work. Mostly people coming to office to watch cricket or just sleeping around, day playing ten- table tennis and so <laughs> on. They work, they put schedule meetings, stand-up meetings at 3 a.m., 4 a.m. That's hassle for us, but for them, it's that's the way they work. You're kidding, wow. Majority of them not yet married, so mm. that's an interesting <laughs> option. So they, they, they have the flexibility. Things might change in a few years, huh? <laughs> we, we, we're building a similar team uh, continuously. That's right. why the team expanded fast. Right. Um, so so it's definitely it's we're moving towards a corporate environment and the culture might need to change sure. but it's a risky option so we keep our hr and the employee side similarly stay as it is and the corporate business side change according to the global norms yeah understood and for you as kind of one of the founders yeah. what was the main driver to implement this kind of culture why did you want to create this kind of culture in your business honestly speaking it's eventually happened and uh, it's the trust we built so no one believed on us so the first employee batch our friends our direct juniors from the university so the second batch would be the friends of their batch their juniors so it's continue up until now it's the same way the batch comes work with us they love the culture they're working with us we don't call sir or by name they just call each other it's all happens the, right. no one take it to their heart no one take it that as an ego that's nothing so it, it's like continuously they're recommending this next batch to us as continue so we have over 90 percentage retention rate in our employee number Amazing. the people who are started in 2016 they are still working with us so that that relationship uh, continues and it's become culture like a family type of a culture environment mm-hmm. 
there are new people coming in right now so for them it's like for the initial days it's kind of odd but whenever we have this uh, monthly meetups and we just do play paintball games and <laughs> playing around doing cricket and everything so then they get used to it right uh, if you come to our office you'll see like you don't believe that could happen in a corporate culture especially in IT industry mm-hmm. still we have a uh, large food plates which is you know biryani comes in the sahan right, right? yes so people get together and eat on that every single day they just <laughs> share their food on that and they still eat yeah. that it's it's we didn't want to change it it happens and it's continuous sure. and can i ask i mean are there any challenges that you've kind yes, of come across do, with this do. yeah because uh since it's a friendly environment uh if if you try to infuse any corporate culture which is the business demands mm-hmm. that it it might be very risky it might just scramble the entire building blocks so we just want to be very careful in terms of healing it uh, we don't have an hr mm-hmm. if we put an hr there are there is a organized ch- structure comes in so the project team they do everything they do the hr they place people they dedicate time everything happens by them so we don't involve in the hr part of it so we have one girl she basically maintain the fun activities for that there is a dedicated person <laughs> honestly speaking every yeah. month post covid when we start the hybrid version right. so that's what's the key so um, and brain drain was unbelievably high mm. and uh, we are into embedded engineering and these are trained iot engineers very rare breed of engineers you can find mm-hmm. in this industry they are not electronic they are not software they are into iot so people just picking up like uh, crazy j- uh, piece of chicken so this is in, uh, very hard for us to keep them alive mm. uh, and th- we are remotely accessing them they don't have the relationship they don't have that culture feeling to right. attach to it so it's automatically fueled people feel more closer when there are activities happen mm-hmm. so we dedicated one person she was very good with everyone and she become the fund manager type this undefined role she's <laughs> supposed to be like the uh, sales person but sure. she was good at talking and c- uh, communication she become like a you know her very well matanki ah okay <laughs> so she become like a i can see fund yes, manager where definitely. she every month there's a sub- must be a organized event we spend oh, a lot nice. uh, we go for paintball games we have rafting and everything right. there are dedicated teams in different part of sri lanka mm-hmm. so they in cluster based they organize their own event and they do some fun nice we spend money on that but it kept engineers with us exactly and i think um, there's a lot of kind of stereotypes when it comes to yes. engineers yes um kind of wanting to keep to themselves and things like that but um that's obviously not the case and so it's great to see that Definitely. you've created that kind of culture if you know my background i'm from tech i never code but you <laughs> might not see me with a computer in a picture of any social media right any of our team so all of them are just playing around i'm in a farm i'm mm. so it is a different ecosystem they are just beyond the computers so that i think it's continue i'm not sure whether how long we can continue the same culture sure. because the global when we are expanding they are expecting a different culture mm-hmm. so we try to put the front face as that kind of culture they are expecting but the internal development culture will be same understood understood um i think regardless this is a unique experience that you've given to a lot sure. of engineers um and that kind of creates a ripple effect um i'm yes. sure maybe you're competitors are looking at you and thinking you know i'm 
getting something wrong here. Um, so I think you'll be able to navigate those changes sure. very well. Um, but one thing I would like to ask, it's it's similar to what we call our seaweed boys, mm-hmm. um, the Salon um, Aqua team. Mm-hmm. They're also three friends, um, known each other for nearly 20 years now. Um, and we asked a very similar question to them on their podcast. So I must ask you, how is it doing business with your friends and creating this with them? It's easy. I can just... <laughs> I, I can simply throw a F-bomb to my friend, he don't care. <laughs> so that's the case because I don't want to be respectful enough. So sure. we know our hats very well. So yeah. I, because we all coming from the same background. So there are three hats. Uh, so it's called, it, it's a theory. Basically, it was mentored by uh, one of our mentor, Mr. Syanthan. Mm, so yes. from, so he, he give that theory like, uh, you know, uh, so there are three different categories you can be tech he also from tech background yes. so he adding the sales team in the largest one of the largest exporter of tech companies in sri lanka so and we go through it and dig deeper and we get to know that there are there's a concept called four horsemen so four horsemen theory it's basically designed in the battle area mm-hmm. in rome but it's it's applicable for any business it's called four h it's all start with h a haunt a hipster a hacker and a hustler so this is the four character you need to win a business. Mm-hmm. So the haunt is basically CEO. Mm-hmm. Uh, haunt is a dog, right? So it, its job is to stif- sniff for new things, sniffing for n- new experience or sniffing for risk and managing all the uh, sheep herds into the podium. So that's that's its job. So CEO's job. So then the hacker is basically a... Uh, he know he answer all the questions starting with how how to do this how to fi- fix this how to build this right. and all those things and then the hipster he's a hipster he's just roaming around he knows everything uh, so he he'll, he will answer all the questions starting with why why we want to partner with them why right. we need to do this and so on finally a hustler he don't care about anything he just bring it and sell it to anyone he sell <laughs> ice to Eskimos so yep. for these four characters. So we need four hats to wear, and we all coming from the same background. So that's the point where we just sitting on one table like this, and fr- in front of us, Jay and John, I'm sitting on this side. So we supposed to choose these four hats. It's on the table. So I took the business hat because right. I'm also coming from tech. I can build. I I do. I already built a company in 22 years old, and that was a tech company in website building and small things. Mm-hmm. Then Jay took. Uh, the operations and uh, uh, mostly the embedded side of it. John switched his entire uh, stream from electronics and telecommunication to software. Wow. And he became a cloud architect, maybe one of the best cloud architect you can find in Sri Lanka, who built the first IoT platform ever built in Sri Lanka, which is compete compatible with uh, any existing IoT platform in the mm-hmm. world, So, which was used by Rogers in Canada. So it was Great. built by this guy. So... Um, so we choose our ads and we know what are our boundaries, what are the areas we're responsible for. We uh, complement, we give advisories, uh, but we don't uh, tap into each other. So if it's my responsibility, I'll take care. I, and the best part, I can do that in a harsh way. I can just call them and say, this is how you'll take care. You don't want to worry about it. I will bring this. Mm-hmm. So they don't worry about it. Yeah. That That's the best part. You can have it with the friends. So until the ego kick in within friends, you can <laughs> do anything. So if you don't have ego, that's fine. Sure, yeah, and, and I hope 
that bridge won't be crossed anytime soon. <laughs> we, we all same age. Yeah. Uh, we all get married this year, so we oh, had a plan. It's all eventually happens. Yeah. So, uh, so it, it eventually happens. I would say this uh, same age. We were just one month apart, born. Wow. <laughs> did birthdays. Um, month of May, June, July. Wow. So it, it, it was same uh, vibe we have. So yeah. there's no difference on that. No, it's a great story. I mean, one that we all are very inspired by and we're following very closely. So sure. um, it's great to hear from you how things have gone. Um, so definitely wishing you guys all Thank the best you. as things continue. Definitely. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, I wanted to pick up, you had mentioned uh, Mr. Sayanthan, yeah. um, who we've done some work with, yeah, with yeah. Uh, Yal IT Hub, um, who you mentioned before. Yes. Can you speak a little bit about that community that you have right. up in Jaffna um, and how it's been impactful for SenseMate? Sure. So we, we mentioned this in many forums before also. Mm. We were all taught entrepreneurs. We are not born entrepreneurs. We didn't know that's a concept of entrepreneurship where you can build your own company or running it and so on. I want to be a mobile developer and my friends want to be engineers on a large company. That's what they vision when we are entering to the universities. But in 2012, uh, Yala ITAP introduced to us where uh, from school level or, or the community level, from meetups to accelerators to startup scene, they just entering in 2012. Okay. 2009, they initiated in Jaffna. So post-war, their ultimate vision was uh, building the next Silicon Valley out of Ash. Right. So that's the ba basic idea. So Yalaita basically a volunteer-driven organization. 100% is volunteer-driven. There's no uh, so-on call a treasurer or a association or anything. So their ultimate focus is to gather knowledge around the world mm -hmm. who are based out of Jaffna or Northern Province and bring their expertise, funding, and knowledge base to build a startup ecosystem. So uh, that's where through 2012 they start uh, the Yal Geek Challenge. Mm -hmm. uh, it was like a entrepreneurship, like something similar to Dragon's Den or Shark Tank, going through a process. And probably now it's the 11th season, one of the largest, I mean, longest running accelerator yes. program. So now it, it is expanded to a different ecosystem because uh, now it has its own funding. Uh, and you now it has its own accelerator program. It, it has a coding school. It has a, a educational STEM platform. It has a women empowerment unit called Shooter, and it has an office hours team from Y Combinator and different part of the world people who exit the company for millions of dollars, and founders who raised millions of dollars. So it, it was a full-fledged ecosystem, but it's 100% volunteer driven. No one get paid. Right. Probably I'm the first guy who, who get paid. Ah. So <laughs> I was working as an intern for a while uh -huh. uh, in the RITF as an event coordinator because that's my job in the university. Mm -hmm. For four years, I was having some sort of a uh, I'll report it. some sort of a role in the university because I, I am a trilingual mm. and I had the first uh, batch in Jaffna University it has 50% of single students and 50% of Tamil students wow. like multilingual so they need uh, 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 some kind of a person to sacrifice himself <laughs> it was a real sacrifice right. I made because it was very hard Can imagine. very pressureful very influential from very strict areas um, uh, many things I can't say on a mic. So, it's, uh, <laughs> so there are many uh, complications. But even though I need to organize a lot, 
uh, as a student representative, faculty board member, society president, and so on. So that experience, Yala uh, have asked me whether you want to continue, you were part of it, and you're competing. Mm-hmm. And you know the norms very well, whether you want to organize Yala Geek Challenge. So I was the first hired in-house employee of Yala ITF wow. in 2015. Okay. So... So I know Jay and John as a competitor. That that's the time Jay and John get invested. Mm-hmm. So I was not part of the first pitch. I had a different company. Jay and John has a different company that's since made. So that's where all ITF connect both of us. Right. You have the business, and these guys are techies. You need to connect and work together, and uh, that's how it all started. That's a great story, and I'm really glad that there was um, a community that brought you guys yep. together. Now it's amazing. Like uh, they have. Uh, it's a it's it has a impact funding program based out of Singapore and they're investing here. Um, many investors globally they're investing. Um, I think it's over a multi million dollar investment is there, and many companies invested. Um, there are uh, ta- I mean there are well known names like us and Root Code Lab from mm-hmm. Allegan, uh, Yuke Studio from Gopi mm-hmm. and uh, Bussy the second largest uh, platform for bus booking. Right. There are many many companies come come out of that platform, and Uki was amazing. Over three hundred students graduated and now working in IT industry. They never visit a single. They put never put a step on the universities, but they are software engineers in the uh, places. So impact was amazing. So I, I think uh, it, it it's a different story where it's grow in a point from how a volunteer-driven ecosystem can go up to this scale. Definitely. There is no sustainability. There is no financial uh, outcomes of it. And still people are joining it, and it's expanding rapidly. It was crazy for me to coming from Colombo to seeing this kind of an ecosystem. So Definitely. I mean, I know that we are constantly inspired by the work that is done up there. Um, and Jamba, any opportunity to get involved, um, because really it's seeing companies like yours yeah. that have come out of it and many, many more. Um, the, the, there's no limit for them, I believe. Sure. Um, so you mentioned that you had jo- joined Jay and John. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was kind of reading up on SenseMate, I saw, and even your WhatsApp, your kind of tagline, your I mean, maybe your mission statement is technology to feed the world, yes. right? Exactly. It's brilliant. So. Um, if you could tell us a little bit about that, if you were kind of part of that team that created yeah. that and what it really means for sure. you all. So I'm adding that uh, agriculture side of it. So mm. so the biggest gap we found, so the, the story started f- from the agriculture. So we all started from agriculture. So it's a simple story, but we didn't knew that impact was big that time, 2013, uh, post-war where Jay and John and second years, I believe, um, they create a small gadget uh, which uh, control the irrigation pump. So because 80% of the agriculture, I mean, p- population depend on agriculture in Northern mm-hmm. Province, uh, post-war, and we got like two hours electricity, which might come in the nighttime. Uh, peak hours, it's very hard to switch on your motors. The voltage was very low. So this guy's come with a small gadget. You can schedule an SMS, which can operate a motor and irrigate. That's it. Switching a p- switch for a motor, that's it. But what happened was, uh, so the use case uh, become very, uh, I mean, critical because it was not 100% landmine cleared area. So right. in, especially in Mulati mm-hmm. and Kilnochi, it's a life and death scenario. Even the putting a switch type of a small thing, but the impact which going to apply was big. So that's the main reason people liked it and crowdfunded the project. So uh, we started on that and uh, 
within six months we bankrupted uh, we were raised around three million rupees that time it's mm-hmm. around twenty twenty two thousand dollars and uh, the investment goes for the majority of it goes for cost of good the manufacturing part of it the piece of electronics we built it was five hundred and sixty dollars one unit which was manufactured in Canada mm-hmm. now it's like twenty thirty dollars but we manufacture same and more robust and small unit from China so right. without any understanding of entrepreneurship be, as I said, we are taught entrepreneurs, so we just learning that time. We were so engineers, put everything on technology, and like thousand rupees a month as a subscription. So three million rupees we have put it on thousand rupees subscription, and more ten farmers they are paying thousand right. or ten thousand a month. No way near. So we almost bankrupted within six months. So that's where we came back to Colombo, start Polar uh, with the uh, banner of ICTA Spiralation. Mm-hmm. We got uh, a, a less than a million rupee grant um, in 2017. With that, uh, we started to invest that on post house technology, okay. storage, and transportation uh, for especially for perishable meat, butchery, and dairy products. It was quite an interesting option where we started to get blue chip companies. The reason. Uh, the same domain who handled the food sector in Sri Lanka was very big companies. Okay. Right, like blue chip companies, conglomerate, PLC companies. They are the people who handle the consumer end of food production in Sri right. Lanka. So it's it's also eventually happened. We just come up with a solution. It was end up as a large scale business adaptation. Fortunately, they are the only people who can accommodate IoT type of technology, and Polar become a hit. So, so far we all have all the blue chip companies who are in the food and retail environment and uh, over 3,000 nodes were deployed. So, and, but after that failure and we learning entrepreneurship four years, so one successful failure and four years of experience, we reinitiate since agro, the agriculture technology, but we lost. And now this time with more experience, it's right. designed for the global norm. Okay. Now we are operating in six countries and over 6,000 farmers adapted smart farming with us. Right. Amazing. And if you can just tell us a little bit about kind of the nuances, the difference between working in the agriculture sector versus yep. the other industries that SenseMade is in. Yeah. So that's the entire corporate structure we design. Many thing it's it it we are fortunate because we working on that domain and we see the logic and we design accordingly. So there is no strategy behind making since agro separate company and Moshurance as a separate company and each product line working on separate entity and execution team. But it eventually happened. People take responsibility on the product and they take over that. And I took agriculture. I see the potential and mm-hmm. I made it as a separate entity. And John Kills invested on us and we took it off. So it eventually happens, but it's a fantastic strategy. It's like a, a, a hierarchy. Okay. On SenseMate, we have the complete spectrum of IoT and AI to build. Okay. And below, we can build whatever the product line. It's part of IoT and AI. That's it. So the technology is pretty similar. So the execution and business development might be different. So we just want to build the business team on top of it. So we separate these dedicated teams to manage those companies and product lines. And it become a huge, uh, easy and huge, uh, fast growing on that ecosystem so uh, agriculture i take over polar mathanki take over mm-hmm. so we the mathanki working with us for six seven years six years around from uh, so she started a degree and secondly onwards we started to fund the degree and she continued with us wow. and after the graduation she take over the product she worked yeah. on for a long time so there are five six product line 
we have different uh, individuals who are heading that program, but technology spectrum, it's the same. Okay. So I it's understand. not that complicated in terms of uh, building technology. It's all about business development on each segment. Sure. Um, and I think most of your business is B2B, right? And Working with other yeah. businesses. Almost. Is there something as a consumer um, that is kind of valuable to know about these kind of processes yeah. that maybe that the consumers aren't aware of that you could share with us? Um, so, yeah, we, we're working with B2B mostly, mm -hmm. but uh, it's not directly applied to uh, a business only. So right. we're working with uh, B2B who directly working with the consumer. So right. end user might mostly, it's consumers. Uh, for an example, the agriculture side of it. So we work with large-scale corporate who own thousands of farmers as a cluster of farmer groups. Mm -hmm. So farmers, are the individual farmers are the end consumer who right. are part of the program. So we deal with the companies, but the delivery deliverable goes to the farmer's end. Similarly, for the medtech, uh, we're working with the medtech companies, but the wristband or the sensors or the computer vision application, which is directly goes to the patients who implement to it. So we do marketing based on that, whether it's a consumer end or whether it's a B2B business, mostly it's direct to business sales. Uh, if it's B2C or B2B2C models, then yep. we directly do the consumer marketing. Okay, understood. And most of your technology that you manufacture is done here in Sri Lanka, correct? Yes, exactly. What are some of the challenges that have been in present-day Sri Lanka that we are undertaking? Right, so there is a lot. I can talk the entire day, but we don't <laughs> have time. So the major majority of things, we don't have uh, the proper manufacturing facility for PCB building. So right. we... For eight years, we working with China and India for manufacturing the PCB. So mm -hmm. the entire design software part, it's okay, we can right. manage. But the hardware manufacturing was hectic. But the problem is Sri Lankan economy goes uh, to the foreign exchange. It was very complicated. But internally, our per capita didn't raise. So the, the purchase power is still same. But the manufacturing, cost of manufacturing become very high. Okay. So that was a hectic problem for us. The import tax, uh, manufacturing, we're paying in dollars for manufacturing. So everything was complicated. So that one of one big hustle what we had. Second thing is the brain drain. So, and the power cut. So <laughs> those are the biggest issue because uh, when that six hour power cut, seven hour power cut came in, so uh, we all, entire server system running on cloud mm -hmm. uh, we don't have any desktop or anything people are not staying in one position they are all over the country so we can't put generators in each and every household right so what our remedy was we replace all the computers what we gave and we gave new computers which high battery power which can run for over 10 hours right so which cost around 4 million rupees for us dedicated for that because the power cut. Mm. So the extra computers what we had, we just donated to Viva Alidea and other ecosystems wow, because okay. we're replacing it. There's no use for it. Um, second thing, uh, the the uh, so keeping people in-house, in as I said, we invest a lot. Every month, minimum a million to entertainment <laughs> to keep them alive. And these guys are young. They need adrenal rush programs, so which is not available in Colombo. We need to take them mm. outside. So if you see our LinkedIn page, it's all about our, our guys just hanging around in mountains and Great. slinging and all. Yeah. So we spend a lot to compensate what the country is uh, going through. 
Yes. So that's expensive. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I mean, it's not something you see companies spending yeah. a lot of time. I mean, you see them worrying, thinking, you know, oh, we give them the option to work from home and everything. Well, there's a lot going on at home as well. So, exactly. Yeah. How long you can stay on the same place for the last two years and <laughs> they're looking for a position. And we're supposed to uh, expand our operations in Colombo in terms of space, mm -hmm. but our occupancy is less than 30 percentage. Mm. And suddenly the COVID hand and all those things, now the occupancy is high. Right. The 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 flow pricing was unbelievably high at the moment. So uh, real estate was very high. So we can't predict whether they're going to come or the same occupancy will be continued, whether we want to go for a new option, which mm -hmm. is expensive. There are plenty of decision making as an employer we need to take at this moment. Absolutely. And given all that's been going on in the past three, four years in the country, um, when you all of a sudden saw the Lost Ingredients Lab yeah. pop up, what were you thinking? No, so the, this is the ultimate key. So uh, when 2020 hit for um, all our product clients to the consumer end product, especially uh, especially like uh, on polar and agriculture technologies and agro and all, uh, it, it is supposed to be showcased to the consumer to see the benefits and take it, for, or take it on. So mostly we do p proof of concept and continue or we put showcase farms and where they can um, come and see and they deploy on their own farm. Right. But with the transport restrictions and all those things, it never happened. So business in Sri Lanka was un unlimitedly stopped. Um, so since Agro at that time, 90 percentage plus, it's dedicated in Sri Lanka. There's no consumer outside. Um, so we were struggling in terms of a business pers perspective. We are burning because there's an engineering happens and marketing happens, there's no business happens. So that's why we decided to go global, mm -hmm. uh, we need to make a box product where we can't spend money to travel and all or initiate our own entities. Let's ship it and make it a box. So there are plenty of engineering we put on. We didn't lay off anyone. So right. all our engineers oh. stayed and we basically increased their revenue. We mm -hmm. didn't reduce the pricing also because they had job, they had work. We started to rebuild the entire thing and make it into a box, 30 second configuration, 30 second installation. This is the task they had. Yeah. They somehow achieve it within th three months because they're wow. living on that product for a long time. So with that, we started to export and mm. we see the global is receiving it. We are from zero to six countries within three months. So that was amazing and for an agriculture product, different agriculture ecosystem. So we see this as a huge potential where we can grow global. Right. So we're looking for different options and avenues to grow global. Mm -hmm. And when Dilma and GIZ open up, this is a different door where we can tap into U EU market. And that was one of the most struggling market for us for a very long time. Sure. Uh, we were in Canada, US, Australia, UK, mm -hmm. Southeast Asia, but EU market is not consistent, it's coming and going. So right. we, that's why we try to create a sales engine. Mm -hmm. And we see this as a huge opportunity, uh, traveling in the sustainability path, which was very profitable for us for a very long time. Right. We won over eight international awards on sustainability side of it, uh, improving li livelihood of farmers, yes. reducing co greenhouse emission and water saving. So we see this is like a perfect match and yeah. we apply for it. I believe uh, the j if the visa is okay, we'll be in German, <laughs> and definitely this will be a very, very productive session for us. Yes, fingers are crossed for that one. Hopefully. <laughs> um, so now that we're kind of a few months into the program, yep. um, how has the experience been for you? Yeah, it's fantastic. So because uh, the filtering process was perfect. So mm. we know many SMEs, since we are in the industry and the food sector, uh, the 
people uh, onboarded to the program was very well filtered out. So yeah. the options and their scale, their strategies they are making and the impact they are creating was amazing. So we s- learn a lot each other. So mm-hmm. we found out many uh, internal relationship within that could be other companies where we can integrate in our platform. Uh, for example, Shermilan, we're mm-hmm. working with him for blockchain. I directly have a partnership for that. Um, plant-based, I have plenty of vegan friends on the agricultural system where <laughs> we can connect. So there are plenty of uh, interchange we can do within our companies. And the program and it's the facilities GIZ and Dilma provided, it was world-class. The path and the support, it, it was perfect. So it, it's a fantastic ecosystem for a, uh, for an impact-oriented accelerator this is amazing yes if it's commercial yes there is an income or an input immediately it's translating they are investing a lot on all those things it makes sense but on impact side of it everything mostly on grant in long-term vision that was amazing uh, by Dilma and GIZ contribution yeah great to hear um, and Within this program and way further beyond, what do you see for the future of SenseMate and Polar? And right. So EU, it's a fantastic market. It, it's a market study based on market study what we did. If you go, th- go through um, uh, Google and find for uh, the best invention, recent inventions in the best inventions in German or the EU market, you see black and white pictures mm. because there is no much invention happens on those regions. They stick to a technology for years. They never get out of it. It's very hard to convince them, unlike Silicon Valley or other part of the world. Sure. They never adapt for new technologies. So that's an opportunity. If it's pr- solving many problems according to the current scenario, and we are a cutting-edge technology company, we see a huge potential there. If we can crack open a couple of big projects within that region where we focus on through uh, LIL, um, I think that will be a fantastic breakthrough. That alone, it's enough for us to bring huge amount of foreign exchange to Sri Lanka. Great, and I mean long term to achieve that um, mission statement of feeding the world. Yes. Um, what other activities are you all planning to do? Right. Um, so uh, we did plenty of uh, programs. So we're just creating an engine in Sri Lanka. So it's not about just packaging a product and sending out. So we it's need plenty of uh, uh, ecosystem to build around mm-hmm. to change the, a complete conventional farming industry to a modern technology. There are 500 million smallholder farmers who own less than half, uh, two hectares of land space. Converting these guys into technology, it's unbelievably hard and it needs an ecosystem. So we're creating a big ecosystem around it, people with knowledge sharing, people with capacity building, uh, the technology adaptation and combining other network and nucleus FPOs into the chain. Mm -hmm. So we successfully created that in Sri Lanka. Over 6,000 farmers adapted and they day to day they're using the technology and we put plenty of showcasing around the country including Ceylon uh, Municipal Council we have a showcase where you can visit anytime. So around the corner we have similar ecosystem we see in India and Malaysia we just visited there within two weeks we sign up with Telencorp which is very similar to NITA in Sri Lanka where um, they are the, the certificate program so we're building a program with them a uh, University of Parthania and multiple people just onboarded with us within two weeks right. to initiate similar ecosystem what we created here so it was a validation the impact we're creating in Sri Lanka which yep. can 
the people uh, around the world looking for similar kind of an ecosystem. So more than technology, we're creating a society which is smart enough to use technology in agriculture, which is untampered or untouched for a very, very long time. So that's the achievement, I believe. Uh, so all the presentation we start, we show two pictures, a farmer from Bibile, in Nilame, mm. sit, uh, standing in front of our sensor and a weather station, uh, and Mark from Australia standing the same picture <laughs> on his farm. we just creating technology for both of them, right. and both of them are happy. Right. So that's the ecosystem I try to create here. And that's how technology will feed the exactly. world. Exactly. <laughs> digital democracy. That's what we are working for. Yes. Um, it's brilliant. Um, and Miller, it's been fantastic to speak to you. Um, I know our team is very excited um, for what's ahead for you and, and the whole SenseMate team, especially within this program and beyond. Um, so thank you again for chatting with us today. Thank you so much, Emma. It's a great pleasure talking to you. It's a re always is a pleasure to talk to you. <laughs> so uh, thank you so much for all the support and help and looking forward to working together. Absolutely. And you too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end of this week's episode, where we connected with one of the three accelerator companies a part of the Lost Ingredients Lab. The Lost Ingredients Lab is a platform for Sri Lankan organic and regenerative agriculture and food sectors to integrate their value chains through innovation and collaboration. The initiative is formed under the Support to Small and Medium Enterprises in the Organic Agriculture Sector program of the Multi-Donor Action jointly co-financed by the European Union in Sri Lanka and the German Federal Ministry for Economic Cooperation and Development implemented by GIZ Sri Lanka. Through collaboration, global opportunities for Sri Lanka's regenerative and organic food and agri-sector will be strengthened and expanded.